With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio and study His precious Word together. I trust that whatever you're doing today, if it's at all possible, you'll open your Bible and study along with us as we look in the Word of God today. We're continuing our study, and the Lord willing, this will be the last week of our study on the manner of scriptural giving. I did not plan for the series to last this long when I started it several weeks ago, but the Holy Spirit has directed, and I've tried to be obedient. I trust you've had a good time as I have studied with you in the Word of God on the manner of giving to missions, giving to the local church, and giving to the special needs. Do remember there are three types of giving taught in the Word of God. There's a tithe, which is the first 10% of our income, it does not belong to us. It belongs to God. Our responsibility is that we separate his portion from our portion, bring it to the place which the Lord chose to put his name, and that's the local church. We dedicate it to God. It loses our identity. It becomes a church's money, and it's God's method of paying the bills for the normal operation of the church. Then we talked about the special offering for special needs that arises in the life and ministry of the work of God. And then we spent several days now looking at the missions offering. We determined by the Word of God that a mission offering is money that is collected by the church, but not for the church. It's money collected by the church to be sent out from the church to those serving the Lord in other places. And as we've studied missions giving, we looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and we saw God's order of giving to missions. And there we found that it was to be systematic giving upon the first day of the week. It's to be total involvement. God said, let every one of you. Then we're to give according as God had prospered us. And then we're to give it to that local church, and it be distributed by the authority of that local church. And as we looked in the Word of God, we saw that the tithe is a fixed amount, the first 10% of our income. You do not pray about how much your tithe is. You simply calculate it. And then we saw the free will offering could be determined by the size of the need, how much we love that need, and how much we're able to give. But then the mission offering we determined from the Word of God is to be given by faith. And we saw the churches of Macedonia present to us an example of faith promise giving, giving the faith, trusting God, and then God enabling them. On the broadcast of last week, we look at those churches, and we saw that they gave out of their poverty, they gave beyond their power, they gave as partners, and then they gave their person first to the Lord and their possessions to his laborers. And then Paul turns in chapter number 8, verse number 7, to the church at Corinth and lays out before them the necessity that they give to missions. And I pointed out to you four things from that passage. Number one, we are to give to prove the sincerity 
of our love. That's verse number eight. In verse number nine, we're to give to practice real Christ likeness he gave, so we give also to be like him. Then in verse number 10 and verse number 11, we saw that we're to give to perform a promise. Here a church was forward a year ago. They made a commitment by faith that they would continue to support the work of missions. And in verse number 11, now Paul tells them, now do it out of that which you've got. Then we saw in verse number 13 and 14 that we're to give to missions to prevent inequality. He said, I mean, not that other men be eased and you be burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. And then I want you to notice in verse number 15, in verse number 15, the Word of God said, as it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. You see what the Word of God is teaching us there? You cannot take it with you. Whatever you spend upon this earth is gone. But whatever you give to missions and give to the work of Christ, then you will receive that back as reward and fruit at the judgment seat of Christ. So we help the missionary financially now, and he helps us at the judgment seat of Christ with fruit. So we're to give to prove the sincerity of our love. We're to give to practice real Christ-likeness. We're to give to perform a promise, and we're to give to prevent inequality. Just one thought about verse number 15, and then I move on in the study of the Word of God. Somebody's looked at this verse and said, I'm going to do my giving while I'm a living, so I'll be knowing where it's a going. You see, we're not going to take it with us. When they bury you, they will not bury your wealth, your riches, or the materialism that you've accumulated on earth in the tomb with you. You'll leave it behind. Paul admonishes them, instead of laying up treasures here on this earth, that they cannot take with them to invest what God blessed us with, that we might have fruit at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, I want you to come in your Bible, please, to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 9. And I begin at verse number 6, and we'll finish the verses of chapter number 9, as the Holy Spirit directs us. I mentioned these the other day on another broadcast very briefly, but I want to go into detail because here we have the very basic principles of giving to missions by faith. I want you to notice two thoughts. First of all, in verse number 6, we're reminded again of God's parable of faith promise giving. Notice in verse number 6, the Bible said, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. May we be reminded again that God has what is known as the law of the harvest. It is an unbreakable law. It is an unfailing law. You never will get around God's law of the harvest. In that law of the harvest, there are four basic principles. Number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, you reap after you sow. Number three, you reap more than you sow. But then number four, you reap according to how much 
you sow. So in God's law of the harvest, God lays down for us as a parable here in the scripture, a picture of giving typified through our sowing and reaping. So you reap what you sow, you reap after you sow, you reap more than you sow, but you do reap according to how much you sow. That's God's parable of giving by faith. So if you sow a little, you reap a little. If you sow much, you reap much. If you sow nothing, then you reap nothing. But then we come to verse number seven. And in verse number seven, we begin our study on the principles of faith, promise, giving. We saw the parable, verse number six. Now here's a principle in verse number seven. The Bible said in verse number seven, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, quickly let me remind you, this is not speaking about tithing. This, in the context, is dealing with a matter of giving to missions. So let's break down verse number 7, and we'll look at four precious truths that's taught here in the principles of giving to missions by faith as it's taught here in the Word of God. First of all, when I look at the first two words, every man, I'm reminded that faith promise giving is personal giving. It is so personal that God does not make a public plan as to how much you give. You must ask God yourself what the Lord wants you to do in this manner of giving to missions. As we fill out the faith promise commitment cards in meeting after meeting, there is no place on that card that you put your name. You say, why, preacher? Well, it's none of anybody's business. It's just between you and God. It is so personal that the preacher cannot tell you what to do. It is so personal that the deacons cannot tell you what to do. It is so personal that you individually have to go before the Lord yourself and ask God what he wants you to do. You do not just pull out some figure out of your mind and write it down. You ask the Lord what God wants you to do, and God will personally lay upon your heart exactly the commitment that he wants you to make week after week, month after month, giving to the missions program of your local church. Then notice number two, first principle, it's personal giving. Second principle, it is to be planned giving. The Bible said, every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. I'm interested in that phrase, according as he purposeth in his heart. You do not just sit down and write down some number and say, I'm going to give this a mission. No, God wants to establish in your heart exactly what he wants you to do. You say, well, preacher, how does that come to pass? You ask the Lord what he wants you to give. And as you pray and seek the face of God, asking the Lord what he wants you to give, then God will speak to your heart. God will lay upon your heart exactly the amount that he wants you to trust him for, to give to missions. Faith is responding obediently to the word from God. God gives you direction, 
and by faith you respond obediently to what God says. You do not have to equal what somebody else does, but you ask God what he wants you to give, and then you start doing that. You nail it down, mark it down. This is God's will, and I'm going to give it because it is God's will for my life. You see, we don't want people making a commitment to give in a time of high emotions and high excitement. You say, well, I'm preacher. If they do, when the emotions dies, the giving dies. When the excitement dies, the giving dies. But if individuals will pray and seek the face of God and ask the Lord to lay upon their heart what he wants them to give, then when God puts that figure on their heart that he wants them to give, and that will be as fresh in their mind months down the road as it is minutes after they write it down on that card. So it is to be personal giving, and then it's to be planned giving. When God lays upon your heart what he wants you to give, then you make that commitment, and you start giving it, not as unto the preacher, not as unto the missionary, but giving it as unto the Lord, because God laid that amount upon your heart, and told you to do so. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. I do want to take this opportunity and wish all of you who listen to the radio a very Merry Christmas and a Christ-centered new year to the glory of our God. Let me also wish a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to the staff and management of all of the radio stations that carry the broadcast. We're all labors together with God, and I trust that God will use our labor to His glory. As you go through the holiday season, don't forget the reason for the season. Keep Christ in the center of all your Christmas activities. As you do your giving, I trust you'll remember the Harvest Time broadcast. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. I do not-